Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. When you think of green space, you probably don't think of Shoto Avenue. The street runs west from the banks of the Mississippi River through the city, along the Lafayette Square neighborhood and Forest Park Southeast before arriving at Forest Park itself. Those are lovely neighborhoods, but in many ways the route is not. It's industrial, it's gritty. The Shoto Greenway, though, could change that, and it could also mean big changes from Fairground Park in North City to Tower Grove South on the south side. So here to tell us all about these plans is Emma Clues. She's Vice President of Communications and Outreach for Great Rivers Greenway. Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, if you're listening, we want to invite you to join our conversation. What would you like to see as part of this long-anticipated Great Rivers Greenway project? Or do you have an idea for the name for the project? You can give us a call at 314 382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Emma Clues, first question for you. I gotta wonder, why Shoto? I drive that route every day, and I gotta say, I've never once thought about it as a natural fit for, oh, we should have a, a lovely bicycle trail wending through this kind of industrial part of town. Yeah, the greenways really are all over in different kinds of parts of the region. And uh, this plan of connecting Forest Park to the Arch was the original idea, actually predates the existence of our organization. Hmm. Uh, and so a lot of it was proposed to go along Shoto Avenue. And, and when you um, say it predates you, I mean, how far back are we talking? In the 90s. Okay. So we were we were created in the year 2000. Okay. So, yeah, and then as in the last couple of years, as we've really um, gotten the project re-kicked off through a design competition, um, we you know really heard from community that it's important to go east-west, but also north-south to all of the neighborhoods where people live and some kind of loop in the middle. So now there are multiple route options that are being studied, um, and it doesn't go along Shoto as the primary route anymore. Um, and that's part of why we're looking for ideas for a new name. So tell us about that. You guys have put this thing out there to say, help us figure out a new name. Yes. So we would love to hear any ideas from folks between now and January 31st. Everything is available at namethegreenway.org. And we've put together a toolkit. Um, it's just a PDF document that you can look at online or print out, but it has brainstorming exercises and things to get your creative juices flowing with your friends, family, coworkers. If you're having a snow day or need something to do over the holidays, um, it would be great to get your ideas and then you can submit them online or via text. So you say this is now not following Shoto at all. Where is this route going at this point. What what do we know? I understand some things are in sure. flux. Yep. So the there's kind of a, a map online. Um, it's up to 20 miles and it touches up to 17 neighborhoods. And and again, the four anchors are Forest Park, the Gateway Arch National Park, Fairground Park, and Tower Grove Park. Um, but between there, you know, it it might go along Market down through the Gateway Mall. It might go up Grand or Vannevener to plug into Fairground Park. Um, there are plans to be able to connect through the City Foundry and Armory District projects in Midtown. That's on um, Forest Park Avenue. Exactly. Okay, so so it might even hit that. It might even hit that. There are multiple route options. Some of them still need to be studied and evaluated. Um, If you kind of look at the 20 miles that are presented on the map, probably not all of them will will come to life. You'll pick, you know, as we work with the community to do more engagement and design, we'll we'll figure out the best routes. So what led you, it it feels like the original idea was let's start at the river and get to the park. Isn't also trying to go uh, north-south, isn't that kind of a distraction from something that's already going to be super complicated to do? It it is. It is a huge project. Um, The scope and the size of the project have grown. Um, Part of the importance that we heard from folks because the east-west route is is a place that people were, a lot of folks were 
displaced as we built railroads and highways and other things that really divided our community. So connecting north-south is where most people live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Central Corridor has a lot of great institutions and great neighborhoods as well. Um, but we want to make sure people can get to those job centers and to those uh, schools and, and destinations like you all here in Grand Center. So you almost need those spokes coming out in order to get people into the middle. Precisely right. So the main goal is still something that goes down from the river to Forest Park. Correct. Well, it's, it's one of the goals. Really, the goal is that whole thing. So we want north, south, east, and west. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you want a lot. <laughs> yes, we do. So you have this 140-page framework document. I understand a lot of effort and planning went into this. What's distinctive about this document at this point? So really, this is the idea of creating a roadmap for the project. So before any given segment goes into design and goes into engagement to figure out exactly what it would look like, uh, we really wanted to have the foundation set in terms of sort of the mission and vision, the intended outcomes, the principles. You know, a lot of what we're doing here could be a catalyst for economic development. And how do we do that in an equitable way? And that's something that other projects of this size across the nation have often run into, you know, tricky issues of gentrification or displacement or things where it might be a a catalyst for economic opportunity, um, which is great. How do we make sure that's an opportunity for people who live here now as well as, you know, folks who may be new to the area? So just by the act of adding a a pathway, um, this is something that businesses end up wanting to locate around it? I mean, how do you see that working in St. Louis? It is, yeah. In, you know, there's the High Line in New York or the Belt Line in Atlanta, the Indianapolis Cultural Trail are some other examples that we've been studying to learn about uh, trail-oriented development. And a lot of uh, employers are wanting to locate themselves where there are options for their employees to get to work. So walking, biking, transit. Uh, And that seems to be a very attractive thing that people want to live near, work near, play on, uh, visit. And hopefully it's a way to really connect everything together so people can explore St. Louis. Now, you've described this project and this process as different from many others in the region, as well as many others uh, across the U.S. How so? One of the things that we tried this in this most recent year of planning was rather than having um, you know a community neighborhood group giving us feedback and then technical advisors over in a different um, category, everyone was all um, together. And so we had a steering committee and four working groups. So there's 125 different people that were there um, really advising the plan on topics like governance and equity, economic development, um, design and, and construction. And so... You, know, you might have someone who is a neighbor in one of these neighborhoods, a, a resident, next to someone who works for the Department of Transportation, next to someone who works for the railroad, next to a community leader you know, or a business owner. And having those conversations blending together was really insightful for us and, and a model we'll continue to use moving forward. Okay. So it sounds like a huge undertaking, but you feel like some really useful stuff came out of that. Absolutely. And, and that's part of what added this north-south uh, thing and some of these other changes you're talking about. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, that kind of engagement has really helped inform the project. And that's that's what we're all about is trying to reflect the communities we serve and and deliver their taxpayer investment into our agency back to them in green ways. At the same time, all of this stuff is somewhat fraught. I mean, you're choosing winners and by definition, there end up being some losers, the places where the path doesn't go or where it doesn't connect. We did get some feedback today um, on Twitter from someone who calls themselves STL Sidewalk Czar. It's a great Twitter name. Um, They write, I just cannot understand how Soulard, Lafayette Square, Peabody, McKinley Heights and Benton Park are not a part of this greenway. They are next to downtown, but totally severed from it for pedestrians and cyclists. It's the lowest hanging fruit on the tree. We can't do anything right. So this is some dramatic thinking here. But what's the what's the thinking about not connecting some of those areas that are maybe a little farther east than, say, Tower Grove South and do feel severed for pedestrians trying to get from those areas to get to downtown? They're so close and yet feel so far. Sure. I commute, actually used to bike commute downtown through some of those neighborhoods, so I'm familiar with what they're referencing. 
Um, part of what we were doing was coordinating with other plans that are already existing in the region. So TrailNet was doing a similar planning effort with some spurs north-south to those neighborhoods at the same time. So we were really making sure that the two of us were in lockstep, not um, you know duplicating our plans. Um, so the city has a couple of uh, bike walk planning routes as well. And so for right now, part of what um, why this particular plan doesn't go to those places is because other plans were doing something similar to connect north-south into okay. um, downtown. So we could see something from TrailNet that would go to, say, neighborhoods like Soulard and Benton Park? Exactly. Do you have any sense of whether they're working um, with as, as much speed as you guys are at this point? You know, they're, all of the projects are up in the air and on some level. Um, so I don't know for sure, but I know they're uh, coordinating with the city as well. And and again, all, all of us are uh, coordinating together. So we... We didn't want to um, step on each other's toes, but we wanted to make sure that both plans were showcased on, on our maps and in our uh, projects, and we'll work together to see you know, what's able to come to light when. Okay, so that actually, it's a perfect uh, segue into the next thing I wanted to ask you about, which is this planning document is now finished, but nothing physical has been designed yet. Nothing's ready to be constructed. What do you see as the next stage of this process? Yeah, so like I said, there are, you know, any given segment, which might be, you know, a mile or two or three at a time, <clears throat> would go into deeper civic engagement with the communities that it goes through design and then into engineering before it would be able to go into construction. Uh, the plan lays out a couple of recommendations in terms of focus areas and places to start, one of those being North City, um, a place that's been traditionally disinvested in. And so thinking about connecting to Fairground Park would be one opportunity. And then um, another opportunity is just to make sure that we are coordinating with all of those other plans. So if there's another project that perhaps is about to go into construction, making sure that we're coordinating with that to leverage any opportunities for uh you know, getting the Greenway built at the same time. Okay. So one of the first physical areas that could see some movement on this would be that north spur going to Fairground Park. Yes. And again, all of that would depend, though, on the on the pace of that engagement and design as well. Okay. And just to give us a general sense, is, is the goal to have... Um, you know, dirt being moved within three years, within five years? Are we talking more like 10? No, all of that is possible. We always kind of tell people, you know, there's so many other factors that are still unknown, so it's hard to have an exact timeline. But most of our Greenway projects take a year or two in that design and engineering phase before you could start construction. So if there was technical feasibility and community buy-in and funding and everything is in place, then, you know, things in two or three years are very possible. Okay. Now, your organization, uh, that's, again, Great Rivers Greenway, you've been in existence for about two decades, created 120 miles of greenway around the region. So in addition to this Shoto Greenway plan, uh, what else is the agency focused on right now? Yeah, we do. We serve St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County. So it's a huge area that we're connecting together. One of the biggest um, openings for next year will be the connection between the River to Pear Greenway in South City and the Gravel Greenway, better known as Grant's Trail um, in the county. And so those will be coming together. We'll be opening that in early June. Um, and that's one of the most um, well-traveled greenways. So I'm sure people will be very, very excited for a little extra extension. It's two miles and connects um, basically a bridge over Bayless Avenue, a tunnel under Weber, and then a bridge over River to Peru okay. itself. So big things happening in the greenway zone. Yes. Well, Emma Clues of Great Rivers Greenway, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for your time. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7. KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com.